Welcome to the Manufacturing Masters Podcast with your host, Allison DeFord. We have a special New Year's episode for you with Manufacturing Masters founder, Darren Mitchell. We hope in this episode to help you stop working so hard in your business and spend a little more time working on your business to punch above your weight class. Darren's going to talk a little bit more about that and give you permission. And we're also going to help you know where to turn for the expertise that you actually need and what to do with it once you get it. 2024 is the year of the dragon. And I say, let's slay it together. Everybody, here we grow. Can you feel it? It's a new year. It's the year of the dragon. And I'm so excited. Back here with you, our founder, Darren Mitchell. Um, man, do we have a lot to talk about today. How you doing? I got a haircut. I'm ready to go. Nice, nice. And I wore my... Perfectly parted. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you know, you've been busy and I've been busy and we've been interviewing a lot of our experts this last year on the podcast. We launched the podcast, so I'm really excited about that. It's doing really well. And this is made for you listening, right? This is made for manufacturers. And so Darren and I thought today would be a wonderful time to do a brief 2023 recap You know, I think it's important to think about wins, losses, ahas, and fixes so that you can make some progress in the new year, right? You can do something different instead of maybe like chasing your tail, which I think we've seen a lot of manufacturers do this year, and expecting different results. So we'll be talking about that. What are we looking forward to this year? And and then we're going to talk about how to slay the dragon right? 2024 is the year of the dragon. So how are we going to slay that as manufacturers? And I'm going to lean on Darren here because he's got a lot of insight. He talks to a lot of you every single day and works with manufacturing um, organizations and associations and really has his finger on the pulse of what's important. And I think where manufacturers can opportunities, right? For them to thrive. So Tell me for you, what was a big aha or lesson learned in 2023? The, ooh, that's a good one. Um, the big thing that I'm going to take out of 2023 going forward, uh, if I could sum it up in a work for this year, would be reach. And instead of getting caught up of being busy, which we're all guilty of and being reactionary, and then the phone call comes in, either there's an opportunity or a challenge and you respond to that, is actively setting aside a time, uh, setting aside time for reach. And by that, I mean, I'm still a salesman and a marketing person at heart, is ensuring that you keep many irons and many fires because some of those um, sales opportunities have long lead times. And yes. when we're busy in our facilities, trying to put out a high quality, high results and taking care of those fires we have to take care of. Sometimes we forget to reach. And again, actively spending time and energy going after those opportunities that could have huge benefits for you in 2024. Mm, that's amazing. I love that. Um, I, I feel 
I would say my word isn't reach for 2023, but what I learned was, yeah, how important it is to set aside the time to be strategic, right? To work on your business, not always in your business. And I personally ran across quite a number of manufacturers who like, let's say they would come to felt and say, oh, we really want to hire you. And then we just would play this tap dance game back and forth literally all year because they never had the time to get started. They never had the time to focus on marketing, to focus on reach. So I think that that's pretty cool that that you bring that up. And that's been my experience as well. So we're going to talk a little bit more I, about that I would I would concur with what you just said with uh, I've dealt with a lot of organizations, especially across North America in the last year, and they would echo what you're saying is that, Darren, we have all these programs and resources available. Uh, we just can't seem to catch the ear uh, of our right. members, clientele, or manufacturers within our community because it seems like they're just too busy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear that a lot. Uh, I know there's a lot of resources that are available to business owners and manufacturers that are out there, it's um, how do you, how do you make it a priority? I, I think that's the big thing is how do you make that a priority uh, for your business in this year? Otherwise we know 2024 is going to end. We know you're going to be busy. We know you're going to be successful. We just want to make sure that you're doing it in a way that you're getting the results you're looking for versus Ooh, I survived. Right. Right. Total difference. Surviving versus thriving. I think that's going to be a key takeaway for this entire year. Um, hopefully for the people that are, you know, tuning into this and who really want to grow. And I think you brought up an excellent point. And I want to, I know you have a couple slides to share. I think the, the overall message that we want to send out is ask for help right? Because every, we we spend so much time going it alone or feeling like we're alone. And, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I'm an oldest child. I have always struggled with asking for help because I was always the oldest. I always was the first. Um, I'm the business owner. I'm the leader, right? So you you have a lot on your shoulders and sometimes it feels very hard to ask for help. It feels scary. So, I think one thing I've learned really over the last couple of years is to ask for help because guess what? You'll get it. So how do manufacturers know, number one, how to ask for help, who to ask for help? And I know you have some really amazing insights on this, if you would care to share. Well, you're very kind with amazing insights. It's just a lot of insights and I tried to compile them together with, like I said, with the organizations that we're currently dealing with, uh, the one-on-one meetings that I'm having with manufacturers. So I've, I've sort of culminated that into two very quick slides that people may want to, uh, consider for this year. So, uh, and, and for people that are listening to this and not watching it, Darren, I'm going to ask you if you can, you know, be very descriptive of what somebody is seeing versus what somebody's hearing to make sure that we capture capture that for them. Perfect. So yeah, the uh thanks. The first thing I want um so what are we talking? 
this is, if you're thinking about 2024 and how do I break out of this being very reactionary, answering the phone, putting out fires, someone just came into my office. How do I break out of this? Because in dealing with the companies, especially that I've dealt with in the last year, again, hey, Darren, I got this problem. We have a staffing issue. We have a financial issue. We have a sales <laughs> issue. Those you're, you're reacting to all of those events. And what, uh, what it does to you on top of that is it's, you know, six o'clock at night, you finish your day and you're tired and you forgot to reach out for some help. The people who are causing your reactionary uh, actions are the people who need something from you. So from time to time, you have to force yourself to say, how can I reach out for someone for help who's going to help me get my business to the next step? So the first thing that I want you to consider is that if you're looking to connect with someone who can actually help you get your business to the next step, I want you to consider that you're talking to someone who's been there, done that. It isn't always about age. It's more about experience. So I've had people in their 60s come and tell me that they're going to revolutionize my um, social media empire. Oh, well, <laughs> if you've been there, done that, great. Uh, but I get a lot of advice from my teenage daughter on how to set up my Instagram account. So there's a balance in there. Um, and the the flip side is I really want to talk to someone who's, and I, I, I'm trying not to do this tongue-in-cheek, tongue but the person who can understand the situation that I'm in and say, Darren, there may be some shortcuts, there may be some pitfalls in the future, why? Because I've had lots of relevant experience in doing what you're doing. So be careful you're dealing with someone who's been there, done that, and not someone who says, I'm just trying to sell you a five-step program. So right. be mindful of that. It's not that the five-step program is bad. It's just really making sure that you're dealing with someone who, um, who's been through this before. And again, I've had lots of experiences where I've hired people and I thought, oh my God, you have no idea what we're into right now. Um, so I think that's very important. Secondly, um, I try and do this myself, but you really want to make sure that you're dealing with someone who's generous with their time. There's a lot of really skilled people that have depth out there who are generous with their time, who are willing to share that wisdom. But there are a few people out there who are saying, my time's worth $10,000 a day. When I start hearing that, it, it's probably true. But when I start hearing things like that, when I'm dealing with people I'm reaching out to, it sounds like you're more interested in you than more interested in me. So that's one of the things that I'm very careful of when I'm looking to someone to reach out for help who may be able to get me to the next spot. And I've kind of touched on this with the first two, is this individual should have the wisdom to understand where you're at and what the next step or steps could be for you. And I think that's incredibly important. So especially, you know, uh, in technology, no, pretty much everything, but really good and easy <laughs> examples in things like financial and technology and engineering. Sometimes I've hired people who speak at this level and, and I end up going, oh, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But I have no idea what you're saying. So someone who has the ability to stay, we understand where you're at. There is, yes, lots of steps we could get to, but we just want to see you get to the next step. That's a really good person for you to be associated with when you're thinking in 2024, 
who do I ask for help? And if you look at those three things, they've been there, done that, they're generous with their time, and they have the wisdom to meet you where you're at. That is someone that you want to approach um, who could potentially be giving you that advice for 2024. Oh, and uh, where's my previous there's really good example, uh, Chris Nadeau from North Carolina. Uh, he's a logistics person uh, from at all I think twenty some years experience in the U.S. military. He has over three hundred customers in the manufacturing sector that he negotiates freight deals for them. That's probably a person I want to have a conversation with about freight and logistics. Again, been there, done that. Who can share? when necessary, all of the pitfalls and the ins and outs of that Sherpa that you're looking for to get to the next step. Uh, and then I just threw out a picture of Don Trubel here. When you're reaching out to that expert, you, there's, a, there's a very specific recipe and I've even put some of myself in here of things that have upset me. That's a polite way of putting it. When people even reach out to me and ask me for help. So when you're reaching out to someone to ask for help, you have to be very specific in the help you're looking for. And they may say to you, I know it looks like I'm that person, but I can actually refer you to someone who's better than me. So that's very important. And again, this goes back to being a generous person. So be very specific in what you're looking for and make sure that you're setting up an appropriate time and respect that time limit. Because again, time is incredibly valuable to all of us. Next thing, I, I put it polite, but quite frankly, is just shut up. Um, nobody <laughs> wants to hear you try. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear your long-winded story. If you're dealing with an expert that you're reaching out to, to for help, make sure that you're not just coming to vomit all the stuff you've been through in 2023. Be very careful that you're being very receptive of their time. And you're not just saying, well, yeah, Bob, well, here's what we're just, you ask for help. Be very specific on the help that you've asked for. And make sure that it's clear enough of your brain that you're either taking notes or you're really genuinely listening to what that person is telling you because that's what you asked for. And the last one on the list is it's the one that gets me every time. So I can name um, this many businesses uh, that I worked with this year that I knew wasn't a perfect fit because when we came up with the action plan, I could see a lot of, oh yeah, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. We should do that. And we all know what that means. Um, right. That's a really good idea. I'm excited about the future, but I'm not actually going to do it. What that creates in the relationship with the person you've asked is if you're not going to follow up and take their advice, don't ask for another meeting. So if you want to be just as generous to the people who you're asking help for, make sure you follow up and try some of the things that they ask you to do. And then maybe a couple months later, just give them a heads up and say, listen, two out of the three, three things you suggested, they worked. And that is being generous back to the person who was generous with you. So those are some of the things that I would share for anybody this year who is looking to break out of that mold and not just survive 2024. Be comfortable reaching out to that person who has uh, that, uh, that level of knowledge, that level of generosity, the wisdom to meet you where you're at, and you're going to interact with that person in kind. So Don Truel, who's in the picture on the screen, if you want to know anything about 
uh, global freight. So I picked our freight people. If you want to know about packaging and sending your products to other countries, that's the person who I want in my corner. She does not want to know the name of my cat. She won't <laughs> specifically say, Simba, here's what we're going to do. Because Dara, you don't want a million dollars of your product turned around at the border, especially if it's a perishable item. And be going, yes, ma'am. And again, those are the people who, if you want to break out of that mold and just not get through 2024, those are some of the people that you, the, the qualities of those people that you should be looking for and the way you interact with those people. And I'm pretty proud to say that we now have 135 of those people on manufacturing masters who every single one has told me, Darren, if anybody just wants to give me a phone call, I'll gladly give 45 minutes. Every single right. expert we have on the platform, one of the qualities that I'm now looking for, because we've been live for a year and a half, almost two years, is they're generous. They're kind, they're generous, but they also have that depth as well. And those are some of the people that you should be looking out for when you're looking to, like I said, break out of that 2023 mold. So when you end 2024, you're going, hey, you know what? This feels like we got from here to here. That feels pretty good. Exactly. Well, and I talk about that a lot with, um, I talk about my super friends. We talk about how we want to feel. And I would venture to guess that most people listening have never stopped to even think about that when they approach a new year. I know this because every time I we meet with manufacturers and we're working on, you know, reinforcing their brand foundation where it's all about the customer. So I say, how do let's, let's slow down. How do you want your customers to feel? And I get blank stares and crickets and they look at me like, what? I said, that's what it's all about, right? Before we can start marketing or selling or making these business decisions, you have to think about how do we want our customers to feel and then to back it up, how do we want to feel? How do you want to feel at the end of the day? I know a lot of manufacturers that feel like uh, pulling their hair out because they're still laying in bed at 10 o'clock at night on their phone answering emails. So what advice do you have for the manufacturer who, let's say, they want the help, they know they need some help, but they're just too busy? Mm. It seems to me they need to make some changes there. Um, you know what? Some people are just going to keep going, and that's fine. They're gonna they're gonna get through it. Um, but I think, you know, given the type of person I am in manufacturing, uh, I hate to seal the line for Tony Robbins: progress equals happiness. And as long as I can say that last year we were here and this year we were here, chances are next year we're going to be here. That feels pretty good. Um, but if you're kind of closed in, the problem you have with that is not only did you just survive and get through the year, you probably missed some birthday parties along the way. You may be forcing yourself to listen to only a certain group of people, the ones who are calling to complain. <laughs> and if you, if you put yourself in a corner, you think that's the only thing that's being said about your company that 10% of people who have to talk to you because they're upset about something. And then you start thinking, oh, is this who we are? 
So I, I think all the time myself, uh, I always force myself to get out of the office, go and meet with customers, go and meet with other experts. And I even love meeting with my competitors and saying, listen, how can we do things differently? How can we think about things differently? Why do we do things a certain way? But I know if I only listen to, you know, those 10% of the customers who call you all the time to complain, I'm still kind of shitty at the end of the day. <laughs> so you have to force yourself to get beyond those conversations and say, no, wish the other 90% are very happy. And there's probably a whole new category. We haven't even introduced ourselves yet. And, and I think that's pretty important. It's, again, I keep thinking about breaking out of that mold of 2023. So if you want to get to here in 2024, you just have to have more and better conversations with people you may not have been having yet. They could be existing customers. They could be customers you haven't even thought. But like I said, if you don't, the alternative is you go, well, we survived. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's sad. It's yeah. That's lackluster and not healthy. I mean, on so many levels and we've all, I think we've all fallen prey to that. And that's what we're trying to help you listening or watching this. We want to help you um, get beyond that, right? To move beyond, as you always say, Darren, punch above your weight class, which is a whole nother episode, but I love that philosophy, right? Is to, I feel like, you know, you keep looking for your cheese in the same place. You're never going to get a different cheese. You're going to keep getting the same thing and the same result. And as we know, that's the definition of insanity. You brought up an excellent point and two-part question here. One, I recently did um, my e-newsletter and I talked about creating a mastermind group. So what I have found is that a lot of people, you know, they go to Vistage, which is fantastic. People, it's a wonderful organization. People get a lot out of it. Uh, I used to I'm be a, a member. I'm a fan. Yeah. And, but what I'm encouraging people to do. And so this is the second part is I want to know if you've done this before personally is create like a small, like you said, if you're only listening to this small group of people, right. And you're not curious, you're not getting this maybe outside influence, expertise, um, ideation, really looking to maybe create a small group, two to four people inside your industry that maybe one of them is a competitor. Maybe it's somebody, you know, that you've admired from afar and you think, wow, I'd, I could learn a lot from them. Maybe they'd like to be part of your group. But the fact that you get together with these folks and you spend time on yourself, on your business, instead of in your business. It's an investment. It doesn't cost you anything but your time, your presence, which is a whole nother thing that I talked about last month with the difference between a present, the kind you wrap with a bow, and being present. And I feel like having like a mastermind group really forces you to be present and work on yourself and your business. So my question is, um, and I don't know the answer to this. Ha have you ever done something like that outside of Vistage or a group like that where you just, you have, right, the sounding board people that will hold you accountable and say, Darren, what the fuck? Like, well, you're still doing the same thing you were doing, you know, sorry, the same thing you were doing last year. What? Why? What are you doing? Get out of your own way, yeah, man. Yeah, there, uh, there's a few really good organizations like Vistage who have, uh, they call, some of them call them strategic interest, interest groups where the 
uh, senior leadership gets together. So there's different classes. So you have the C CEO group, there's a, uh, production group. Uh, so I got to sit in the, uh, a lot of the, uh, business owners and leaders group. And, uh, I have to tell you when, when it came time to holding me accountable, it was fun to hold everybody else accountable. Uh-huh. So then all I they're going to crush me. And they're well of knowledge, like climbing through my financial statements and say, you know, Darren cut the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I can't fool you guys. No. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, extremely helpful. And I think, you know, even having options like this online now, especially for the time commitment. Yep. So my, my group was a three hour drive one way. Oh, wow. Yeah. In a snowstorm, figure that. So, um, I think having opportunities to do it online because we're getting more comfortable with online, uh, having that opportunity in the future is, is a blessing for a lot of, uh, business leaders and operational people who are out of there who are willing to share. But yeah, there's a few of those that are out there and I think a lot more are going to be done online as well, but it's just good to know sometimes that you're not alone. Yes. Yes. And to... I think, like you said, it's really hard to to have somebody like recently, again, I met with the super friends, um, also agency owners like myself. We meet every year for the last 10 years and we plan right for the year ahead. And we did a spot analysis on each other. And so we did strengths, problems, opportunities, threats for each person. And we read them out loud. And it's so great when you go, oh, yeah, uh, what strengths do I think I have? So I write them all down. And then it was, then we get to problems. And it was like, yeah, I know what my problems are. And then they would tell me what they think my problems are. And it was like, it's a reality check. Because I think what I've learned from it, and I want to encourage you listening or watching this, give this a try. Like, do a spot analysis with um, someone you trust, right? Or this mastermind group that you put together or a competitor that you're close with and, and really listen and don't put up a wall. Oops. Don't put up a wall. Don't feel defensive, but it's powerful. And I can honestly say I have course corrected based on a couple of problems or weaknesses that have been pointed out, um, from my peers. And so this year when we did it, it was a lot easier because we've already done it before. So I was kind of like, bring it on. I want to hear what you think. Um, but I think that's important too. I think a lot of us don't slow down long enough to, um, again, I'm going to beat this like a dead horse, but to really be mindful, pay attention, right? Um, be aware that you're still looking for your cheese in the same damn place. And you're, you're wondering why you're not getting different results or why you're still surviving instead of really thriving. And, um, I was wondering, I know you've experienced this a lot this year and I wondered if you would share. So when people come to you for advice, manufacturers, and they want you basically, they need some handholding, which is cool. You're willing to do that. You're very generous with your time and your knowledge and your experience. Uh, is it super frustrating when people 
ask for your advice. They take your time and then they don't do anything with it. Yes. Uh, yes, it is because uh, I genuinely want to see them get to a better spot. So um, I, I just have to accept two things. One, I have to get better at understanding where they're at and what their strengths and weaknesses are. That's, that's on me. Um, but I also have to accept the fact that, you know, if we all know what Jenny Craig's about, uh, we would all be the perfect weight. Sometimes there's only so much you can, you can do along the way. So I enjoy helping. I enjoy creating opportunities. I enjoy identifying where they're at. So it's a twofold one. You can't win them all. Uh, but on the other hand, that that's a reflection on me is I have to get better understanding, listening, asking better questions to identify some of their root challenges as well before we offer suggestions too quickly. And maybe having uh, fewer expectations, because as we know, most of the time those don't get met, it's better to have an agreement. So maybe that when somebody comes to us or or you go, let's say you listening or watching this, you go and you reach out, you take the bold step, you ask for help. And let's say you reach out to someone like Darren or one of our experts on the platform and you get the help, you get the advice. What do you think, Darren, about instead of having an expectation, creating an agreement? Like if, if that person reaches out to you and says, I'm looking to do this. I need your help. Um, and then you to make an agreement and say, hey, how much time are you going to give yourself to make this change? Let's talk again in three months. We're going to agree to meet again in three months. We're going to agree you're going to do this one of three things. Like, like, I don't know. Is this a dumb idea? Like to create an agreement with each other? To chart it out. It's a, it's a good one uh, to, uh, you're getting my gears going because I'm thinking about all the meetings I especially had in the last couple of months is maybe that's a better way to manage expectations at the beginning. Because one of the questions I'll ask them is what are you prepared to stop doing today? And most <gasps> people that stops them in the tracks and they'll go, I yes. can't stop it. Well, they are going to keep, but I, I think mine was more negative than yours is more positive is to create that agreement and say, what do we both agree to do out of this relationship so that a month from now we don't have an awkward conversation because one of us hasn't done what they're supposed to do. Yes. I love that. And what I learned about expectations versus agreements from um, a business coach that I had is that when two people make an agreement, you're both doing this. And so that means I have committed to something, you have committed to it. The likelihood of it actually happening goes way up versus I have an expectation, but I haven't shared it with you. So yeah. that probably means that I'm gonna be let down. And I'm so glad that you said what you just did because I had this in my list of things that people can do in 2024 to really slay the year. And that's what are you willing to let go of that's no longer serving you? And I think that's a big one. 
It's something I've learned. And is that something that you've experienced yourself or would encourage other manufacturers to think about and adopt? Yes. There's only so much time in the day. So if you're willing to reprioritize, then that means you have to give something else up. You have to um, assign it to someone else. You just have to let it burn. Uh, whatever it is, if you're going to free up that time to do something else, you have to let something go. And most people will go, yeah, but. Yeah, but. but. That's still not a yes. That's a no. <laughs> well, and let me ask you, because you ha have run a successful manufacturing business and um, have many, many years and um, of experience we both know it's really hard to delegate. At least it is for me. Maybe it's not for you. Did you find that you made an assessment? You said, God, I got to let go of this thing or this thing. And it was difficult to hand it off to Joe or Sally or whoever. Um, was it hard for you? And if it was, how did you overcome it? Like, I want to help people listening and watching this to like learn from your experience, maybe because you built and sold a very successful manufacturing business. So you've experienced a lot of this, obviously running the business. You couldn't do it all. You you had to delegate. There's uh what it comes down to is when things are really moving because the business goes through different phases, mm -hmm. your startup phase, you're just trying to make payroll. Your middle phase where you're still trying to make payroll. Um, <laughs> but uh, the business goes in phases, so the business needs something different from you at every phase. Yeah. When you get to the point where the, the business is growing, and again, we, we have businesses in other countries, we had, you know, $50 million in sales. My perspective had to change on the business. So I could not be involved in certain things because I was being uh, counterproductive. That's, we already had a team of people in charge of that. So I had to get it through my head, just leave that. There's good people in charge of it. Uh, I really had to evolve quickly and go. Uh, I only have to focus on three things. If I don't focus on these three things that are an absolute priority, this business will fail. I have to appreciate that the other 1,000 things are do being done by very good, caring, high-quality people who are making good decisions during the day. My job, because I have access to more information than some other team members, is my job is to focus on these three things at all. And that would depend on the the time or the year or the situation, but I can only focus on those three things. And if I started getting anxious or cranky or um, excited about something, it was, it was probably because one of those three things was either getting impacted negatively or there was a big opportunity we need to us. And again, me going, as long as you're taking care of that, I have to take care of these things. And again, that was an evolution through the business from our startup to more of a mature business going, what is my job in that leadership role? I love that. So yeah, your business definitely goes through seasons. And I think you do too, as a leader, and recognizing when it's time to adapt. 
right? To let go of some things that aren't working, to maybe adopt something new that you were afraid to try or afraid to add. And then I think this goes along with the asking for help, that that curiosity, right? Never losing that curiosity. And you mentioned something earlier and I want to touch back on it. And I honestly can't remember if we were talking about this at the beginning or prior to recording this episode. So you can, um, you can tell me uh, you were talking about and, and help me out here, but I think this is important. You were talking about being so focused on what's right in front of you and the fires that you're putting out and not, I guess, keeping, um, being, staying aware of these, op- these outlying opportunities. Like you were, you were mentioning that, you know, the sales cycle can be lengthy and, so while if you're if you're too focused on something let's say a handful of things that you're expecting to happen in but they're going to take a while and you maybe neglect to look beyond and focus on some of these other potential opportunities i i don't even know is that what we were talking about because it just it really stood out to me and i wanted to go back to that yeah a lot of the uh a lot of the organizations that I deal with uh, across North America are sharing the same thing with me, Darren. We have, again, we have all these resources, we have all these tools, we have all these programs, but it's sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get people to come out. So again, it's it's not always a home run, it's not always for you, but if, you're, if you have your blinders on and you're only worried about that has to be on the loading dock by four o'clock today, um, you're going to miss those opportunities. And again, there are good people out there willing to help. That one program that you attended, you may go, oh my goodness, that was not for me. But you may have met someone in that training program who could be your potential business partner in the future. That's that's keeping your, when I would talk about reach and keeping your head up, um, those are where you're going to find those opportunities. And is it important to get your your promise to the loading dock by four o'clock? Yes. But you're never going to see those other opportunities if that is your only focus. Exactly. Exactly. That is so important. And as we're, as we're wrapping this up, because there's so many other things that we could share, and I think I'll save those for future episodes. Is there anything you want to leave people with in preparing for this new year that maybe maybe a question I did not ask you or something we didn't cover yet anything you feel like we need to add to this that will really help people slay 2024 uh I I'm going to steal what you mentioned before about punching above your weight class uh thinking back to some of the meetings that I've had in the last year there comes to a point in the meeting where the voices get lowered a bit and someone in front of me will say, but Darren, are we allowed to tell people this? I love that. Who will? Well, I'm an engineer. (laughs) And you guys make amazing products. Why aren't you telling people? And I don't mean your typical um, view of what marketing is. Mm-hmm. You have to tell people how amazing you are. And only if you're willing to follow up and deliver 
do you get to keep saying that? But as long as you keep saying it and delivering, it keeps doing this with your business. And uh, just thinking about, you know, I'm pointing to the other side of the room where our boardroom table is, but I'm thinking about this year, how many meetings that I had to set. Someone will quietly halfway through the day go, we, are, we, are we allowed to talk? I, I don't know. I absolve you. If you're looking for permission, what are you waiting for? So, uh, but yeah, there is that moment. So the catch is if you know you can deliver, you have to tell people. If you know you can't deliver, shut up. You shouldn't be a business. But if you know you can deliver in 2024, punch above your weight class and tell the world because someone out there is waiting for your solution and it's okay to tell them. Mm. Wow. Well, what a great, what a great thought to end on. Um, that's powerful. And I know we're going to do a future episode here in the next couple of months and get more into detail about punching above your weight class. Cause there, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, I just want to say thank you to you. Um, you're a very humble man and I don't want to embarrass you, but I really do uh, want to thank you for what you've brought to the manufacturing community, both as an owner and as an entrepreneur. And this platform has just, there's nothing else like it. And I'm very grateful to be um, part of its inception, helping you bring it to life. I'm grateful to be an expert on the platform and to do this podcast. And I have to tell you the people, the experts on this platform that I get to interview and bring to manufacturers, right? I get to share their stories. It has really opened up my world. I, I, I knew we had all these experts, but when you start talking to them, you're like, oh, these are the best of the best. So hats off to you. Hats off to you for having this crazy idea, uh, the Netflix for manufacturing and and for building it, you know, for Please. taking a risk. Um, I appreciate the comment that you gave me on making an agreement. I think that's a good idea. I'm going to try it the next time. Good. Well, that'll be insane, worry. Um, but um, I could share with you one of the nicest things that happened to me in the last month is somebody, uh, a, a business leader who belongs to manufacturing masters said, can we have a, a Zoom meeting? And I'm like, Trush, yes, I love this. Tell me, just tell me where you're at. What's, what's going on in the business? Well, we have two locations. We have 250 employees. Morale is down because we took over another location. We think we may even be heading towards legal issues. And I went, oh, okay. I understand. So I just said, you talk, I want to listen. That's all I want. So in the end, I was able to say, here's an expert, here's an expert, and here's an expert. Each one has a very unique skill set, depending on what you just told me, because there's a continuum of things you could access help with, but here's three experts. And by the way, here's some of their videos and they're willing to talk to you at any moment. So for me, that was pretty much my highlight of that type of activity for 2023 because those those were great moments. And again, I'm just happy that we could bring the best. I don't think I'm that good. I know I'm associating with the best. So that's what makes me very happy is 
we can help diagnose some of those challenges and make sure that we're getting the, the right doctors in front of the patient, so to speak. Yes, yes. Well, there's going to be a whole lot more coming uh, this year. And I know Darren and I want to thank you listening. Thank you who follow this podcast and who are manufacturing every day. Thank you for taking a little time to invest in yourself and your business today by tuning into this. And I would like to make an agreement with you listening and, and you can DM me to agree back or not. Um, I want to make, see if we can set an intention and make an agreement that you will at least ask for help this year one time, right? Like step out of your comfort zone, ask somebody for help and, and take a leap and, and take their advice, right? Just try one thing. And, um, I guarantee you it will be transformative. And I want to hear Darren and I always want to hear from you. So, you know, feel free to DM us on LinkedIn or, um, leave a comment in, um, on any of the platforms where the podcast streams, um, we're here for you and we make this for you. So we just want to let you know that you matter and we think that what you're doing is important. So keep manufacturing. Uh, we need you and we look forward to next time. Thanks to you, Ellison. Bye, everybody. If you're not already, subscribe to the Manufacturing Masters podcast on Apple Music or Spotify. And for a deeper dive, head on over to manufacturing-masters.com. It's everything they never taught you in school.